We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. You can't handle the truth! I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! You're gonna need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Wanna hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good afternoon, good evening, good night. Oh, bye, see ya. See you later. (laughs) Have a good day. Hope it was good. Not for me. It was terrible. You had a terrible day. No, not no. really. But no. my um my co-worker left today. She ah. finished today. And so that was a bit sad because I love her. Where is she going? She retiring? No, no. God, no. She's she's my age. She's just moving on to a different um, council because ah. it's closer to home for her. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I've never Very understood, sad day. I've never understood. Sometimes like you'll be driving down the street and you'll see like a car in someone's driveway that's in a completely different council. And you go, why don't you just work at the council in the place you live? Because there's not closer. always jobs going, I guess. Maybe. 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 I, just, I just go knock on the door and go, look, I'm a council person. Can I work for your council? Because my commute will be so much quicker. Yeah. I'd love to work for my council because I could just walk there. I love working for my council. Um, yeah. Anyway, I probably shouldn't talk about how much. <laughs> but I, I, I love my job and I think the, our council does a lot of great things. And I specifically looked for a job at the council because I thought they were good, doing good things. But most people hate councils. So um, it is what it is. <laughs> yes, I, I love my job too. And I think, it's a, I think it comes down to a, a balance of a lot of different things. Yes. Because like my previous job, I really I love my co-workers but I just didn't really sync with what I with the, the product I was dealing with. Yeah. So that was always like, you know, you go, oh, I like the people I work with, but I don't really care for the product so mm. much. And, and so but this new one is like right balance of good co-workers, good product. It's <laughs> kind of like, yeah, good working hours. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. Don't, don't people just like get that, that, that work-life balance going Got to find the balance, exactly, yeah. which is why I love my job so much because it gives me lots of it. So um, anyway. you're an acrobat. I am an acrobat, that's right, a complete gymnast and whatnot. Um, Anyway, you're listening to Unscripted, um, where we tangent for a bit apparently, Um, even though we have another show that is strictly for that, Tangent City. Which was made because of the fact that we tangent a lot, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, we have a bit of an issue with that. Um, But... Uh, Cecilia is not in today. You've got Lewis and Rachel again, so um, sorry about that. Yes. <laughs> Back with the old crew, the old originals. Oh, not quite originals. It would, would be, be freaking weird if it was the old originals. Like uh, yeah. I just turned up here and Stu and Kyra were there and it's like, what, what's going on here? This That's is very a weird. a long time ago. You and I have been doing the show together for a very long time though, like 15 years or something. We Wait. have 2006. When did you get married? 2006. 2006. Yep. So make me do math. 16 uh, years. It was 16, yeah. This is 16 years. Fi- yeah. 15 years. 16 years? Yeah, 16 well, years. Because it was, it was uh, last year was uh, 15 years because right. that was 2021. This is 2022. Right. So in a few weeks' time, it'll be 16 years. Because, um, yes, so uh, which is, which is going to be good. 
and I made I made sure this year, like last year, I sc- like last year was just bad news bears. Like it was, I think we were locked down and mm. uh, it was a bit crappy and and uh, just f- completely forgot about you know uh, wedding anniversaries. Um, and so this year, I, I made sure that I was quite aware of it. And and, uh, and so we're going to do some nice you know special stuff, which is good. When is your anniversary? It is the eleventh of March. 11th of March. Wow, that's soon. Oh, my God, which means our anniversary is coming up soon too. If you've not been listening forever, um, I came on the show because Lewis needed someone who knew how to use the panel <laughs> while he went on his honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one of the previous co-hosts was just not into that. It wasn't his bag. He just wanted to talk. So I called in and said, hey. I love movies and I'm already at Radio Fremantle and there you go. Yes. Travis just um, – I, I thought he knew how to use a desk and, mm. like, I tried to teach him how to use it. And it's really not the most complicated system in the world, but, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's more of a writer, is, yes. is Trav. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, So it worked out for the best. <laughs> it's exactly. all good. Um, so we've got uh, quite a few things to talk about tonight. A um, couple of TV shows, Inventing Anna, um, I think Peacemaker we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, Jewish Film Festival movies, I've watched a couple of them. And uh, Lewis, you saw Cyrano and Studio 666. So where are we going to start? We've got such a full show. We don't have time, Cecilia. Well, first... Honestly. <laughs> first thing we've got to do is, uh, is mention the fact that... Uh, um, we have got uh, some double in-season passes. Wait a minute. Oh, cheeky. Uh, <laughs> there was uh, – we, we get – Kat and I get um, uh, um, this little piggy went to market, uh, like one of those oh, food yes. box things. Yeah, yep. And in this week's one, they had a, uh, a buy one, get one free for Blind Ambition. Oh, I just assumed it was a another uh, uh, pass for admit two that we're giving away, admit twos, uh, and so I just threw it in there with the ones we've got. Which oh. I'm really glad I looked at that and realised it's buy one get one free. There you go. Um, because I'm seeing Blind Ambition on Saturday morning, the the media screening. Yeah. Um, but this is a film that's really really great, um, and so I, I'd highly recommend that uh, you know people go well go and check it out and. Well, we're going to play the trailer um, shortly. So it is, um, I feel like it's a, so there's some people from Zimbabwe and they go and work uh, and learn how to be. um, Sommeliers. Sommeliers, yeah. So like uh, tasting wine and experiencing that and they become, you know, pretty damn good at it. Yeah. Basically. And it's not something they ever thought they'd ever be doing. So if you're into wines, um, it's quite a fun-looking trailer, so we will play yeah. that, but we've got – how many giveaways we've got? Quite well, a few, haven't we? The, there was uh, one, two, three, four, five, five. Five. Giveaway, but we've already given away one because – now, if you do want these passes, we really don't have a lot of time during the show to take down the phone numbers and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the best thing to do is uh, if you go onto our Facebook page, Unscripted the Film Show, yep. um, personal message us, say, yep, love to see that film, uh, give us your postal address. I have got envelopes here. I've got stamps here. I can write down I can stick it in the post box for you. So when yes. it comes out – I think next week, um, then you can go and uh, and see it free of charge. Um, and just go, I, I'm pretty sure it'll be playing like at Luna Cinemas. Yeah, um, and it then is, yeah. Also probably, I don't know, other cinemas are available. But, yeah, definitely at Luna Cinemas. It, yeah, it's it looks really, really good. So we've got uh, those to give away. So, again, 
hop onto our Facebook page, send us a message and we'll get them to you. Um, next cab off the rank. You want me to do a film review? Uh, do you want to do a review or do you want me to review? No, no. English heart. I can I can review. I will... I think there's some kind of rule in radio that you're not supposed to say ah uh, or um. Really? Yeah, but which such is a problem. Thi- such good thinking words, they are. They, I, and honestly, you cannot have dead air on the show. So it has to be filled with something, even if it's the most annoying, you know. I'm just going to have to, to move that just uh, away from my nose just a bit because that's what, you don't need to. You don't. People don't need to see behind the curtain. Yeah, I'm uh, all uh, behind your mask. The 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 downside of masks, you you know, you know, because you're because I'm a glasses wearing yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, you wear glasses like twenty four seven. Even in yep. your sleep, you're wearing them just because <laughs> you need to see something. Whereas me, I that's why I've got so many that I've broken. Yeah. I should really stop doing that. I I only need to to actually wear my glasses to read, and uh, and so. Yeah, then my the hotness of my 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 breath just of fogs you? up my yep. yeah of me yep. fogs up my glasses. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, Cyrano, um, I'm I'm so looking for. Cat has bought me uh, a new iPad or ordered a new iPad mm. uh, that we're waiting to arrive because this one is so old I can't access IMDb with it anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's um, been a while. Yeah, so I finally cracked, um, yeah. and I've just gone. Okay, I need to get a new iPad, so uh, I'm getting that. I'm so looking forward to being able to actually access IMDb again. Um, but uh, Cyrano, everyone knows Cyrano. You know Cyrano? Cyrano uh, de, de Bourgerac. De Bourgerac, yes. Yes. Um, um I have n- not. Uh, it has something to do with him being. Uh, he's like a Casanova type character. Well, I actually don't know. The, I think the only knowledge I have is once upon a time, um, Gerard Depardieu played a version of him, I think. Yes, he did. Yes. So, so it has something to do with having a big nose. Well, I think maybe his one did. Uh, it's always like I think the character is um, a uh, like a, a person who's very good with words mm. but is not the most attractive person. Right. And so they – you know they don't think they're good enough for their lady love Roxanne um and I'm I'm assuming that all the things are the same in all versions of it yeah um so they you know never like profess their love for for Roxanne um but so they're kind of playing against type because they've got a really hot guy playing Cyrano they've got um Peter Dinklage don't they they've got the dink playing him <laughs> so so but you see that's the the thing is they have Peter Dinklage playing the part, mm. but because of his his stature, mm. he doesn't feel like Roxanne could could love him. Um, but then, like, he's led to believe she's going to tell him a secret, and he's like, "Oh my God, she does love me!" Uh, but the secret is that she is in love with uh, Christian, who is another guy who's just come on to join the guard as like a new kind of cadet kind of thing. Where is it set? Is it France or is it Italy or is it? Um, I think it is. Set, I think it's supposed to be set in France. Right. Um, During the Renaissance period. Uh, you, I'm really pushing you now, aren't you're throwing, I? You're throwing. It's old-timey. It's you, old-timey-wimey. Yeah, you're throwing lots of questions at me there. Sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah, it felt it felt French. A lot of, lot of big um, uh, wigs. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, powdered faces. Oh, yep. 
um, which I always I always like how they do do powdered faces to, uh, to make people look attractive and stuff like that. But the point of it was it was to you know, cover up all the pox scars and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and then it had lead in it, which ate away at their face. Yeah. And then they had to keep caking it on even thicker and thicker to cover all the scars that were being left by the makeup. Exa- so it's just a, a terrible, terrible cycle. Yes, bad, bad news uh, indeed. So don't be putting uh, lead-based uh, products onto your face. Um, but yeah, so it, it, with with Cyrano, he it's one of those things where he's like so entrenched in the friend zone but he so loves Roxanne that he wants to do anything to make her happy even if that means she's happy with somebody else. Mm. Now, the somebody else is Christian and he hasn't got the, uh, the his words and his way of saying things. He hasn't got a turn of phrase that Cyrano has. Oh, this is your classic, like, don't worry, mate, I'll write your stuff. So she falls in love with the words that Cyrano are writing, thinking that Christian's writing them. Exactly. So it starts off with, with letter that writing. That old story. Yeah, it starts off with letter writing and then uh, at one point there's this scene where, uh, you know, Cyrano's feeding him the lines. Uh, it's kind of weird because I've seen this before, like in other versions of this, where, you know, Cyrano is talking to Roxanne but it's like he's not disguising his voice or anything like that. So when he's talking to Roxanne, he still sounds like the dink. Um, and it's kind of like how she's not going, hang on, Tick, you sound exactly like my mate, uh, Cyrano, and uh, like, you know, calls him out then. So. You know what this reminds me of? And I know that every movie with this kind of genre is based on Cyrano. Yeah. Um, the. the Cats and Dogs, Let's Talk About Cats and Dogs. The one with Janine Garofalo and Uma Thurman. Oh, yes, exactly, yes. The Truth About Cats and Dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the dude falls in love with Janine Garofalo's mind yeah. but Uma Thurman's body. Yeah. God, that was a good movie. It anyway, was. So if you like that, we'll then, on. you know, Cyrano. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you've got uh, the, the Dink is playing uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. Now, um he is uh, the husband of the person who wrote the the script, um, so I don't think that that's exactly why it was cast. I think it was it was good casting, um, but you've got Haley Bennett who's playing Roxanne, and I don't think Haley Bennett's actually been in much other than Cyrano. Um, the Magnificent Seven, the Girl on the Train, music and lyrics, but nothing big. Yeah. Yeah, this She's is probably been, her breakout role, I would imagine. I know she was in The Devil All the Time, which I saw um, last year, mm. I think. But, yeah, she's she's amazing in, in this. It's uh, um, the, the thing that got me about it was I didn't know going in it was actually going to be like a musical. What? Yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't track that either from the, the trailer. Yeah, totes a musical. Okay. Um, but it was, uh, it was good. It's just very different. Like, you know, it's not a like a musical where you've got like the best singers in the world. Mm. Like, you know, uh, Peter Dinklage can sing, but he can't. It's not like, we're not talking uh, Moulin Rouge here. Yeah. You know, there's, <laughs> there's not that kind of thing. But um, it's, yeah, it's interesting the way it's done. Like there, people are singing and then everyone else becomes backup dancers and stuff like that. Oh, so, really? That sounds fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed the film. I thought it was good. The only thing I could have said for it is, Maybe condense it down a little bit. <laughs> the um, the runtime on it was two hours and three minutes. Could have just like got in there a tight ninety, just tight ninety. Trimmed a bit. Yeah, but um, it, it's a 
interesting film. Like back in the day, they really did not like to have, you know, uh, films that were just like, uplifting. They just like, let's just kick the crap out of people. Life is horrible. Let's make these horrible, like, you know, uh, horrible plays uh, or, or horrible uh, movies uh, to, to make people realise how bad life really is. But th- it's still a great film. Like, mm. I really enjoyed the film. Um, just the, 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 the setting, the acting, uh, the, the, yeah, the cast was uh, really good. I must ask, because Ben Mendelsohn is Mendo's in Mendo's in it, yes. Does he sing? Because I can't imagine Ben Mendelsohn can sing. Mendo does sing. Oh, because yeah. I love Mendo. I'd do anything for him, but I just don't know if he can sing. Yeah, no, you know, he can, he can sing. Uh, Kat was saying that uh, she thought Mendo was um, uh, really channeling Richard Roxburgh uh, in this in this That's role. That's not a good thing. Well, it, it, Richard Roxburgh can play you know the nasty Parsi quite mm. well uh, in life as well as on screen. <laughs> um, go back into our archives if you want to find out what <laughs> I mean by that. Um, and uh, but no, it was uh, yeah, he, he was good. It was good to see him. Good to see him with a shaved head uh, and a massive powdered wig. Um, so yeah, uh, really a very different role for him. He does. He can do anything. He can. He can do anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I am going to give. What I'm going to give. Give Cyrano. Uh, I am going to. Oh, swords. Yeah, you see the dink <laughs> having like full on sword fights and stuff like that. Because Cyrano, not only is he like a wordsmith, but he's also a really, really full on fighter. Um, I'm. Yeah, I, I know that he's already played like a dwarf um, in uh, Infinity War, and when I say dwarf, he was a massive dwarf. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I real- remembered. Jack. Yeah, uh, but I would really love to see him in in a like a superhero role. And I was thinking. Maybe, like, we've had a tall Wolverine, like a really tall Wolverine in Hugh Jackman. And, I mean, I know he's probably shorter than the comic book Wolverine, but let's go for it. I mean, if you average out the height between Dink and, and Hugh Jackman, you got the right height for Wolverine. So, what? I kind of got the same hair. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm thinking, like, we go for a short Wolverine, and he's just like, and I've seen him be able to be a, a badass in this. So, I, I'm all for it. Oh, the Dink can do anything. The Dink for Wolverine. I, so, how many swords are you giving it? I'm going to give this one. Uh, Three and a half swords. I do like the 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 look of the cast, to be honest, and it's quite diverse as well, which I I always appreciate. Mm. So, um, we, what we might do because we've talked about blind ambition, and we do have tickets to give away, which will be on our Facebook page that you can send us a message with your address. We are going to play the trailer, and because the trailer is two minutes long, if you want to call, you've got two minutes to do it. Starting, I better give you the phone number, hey. 949421000. Here is the trailer. Well, my very first sip of wine, I didn't like it. <laughs> You've got these guys, they get uprooted from their own country, forced over the border into a foreign country. No knowledge of wine, what do they end up doing? It's crazy to think we're going to be competing in a few weeks at the World Tasting Championships. A few years ago, none of us had ever tasted wine before. Joseph, Marvin, Tinashe, Van Pardon, Team Zimbabwe. It's like the Olympics of wine tasting. The wine could come from anywhere in the world. It's extremely difficult. It's like Egypt putting together a team of skiers to go and compete in the Winter Olympics. And then it just snowballed. Now we have a coach. He was once the 
best wine tester in the world. Bonjour! <laughs> a crazy character? I do what I want. Do you think you can irritate? Oh, immediately. The odds are stacked against them. We're going to make history. In the mob, there was only the rich and the poor. Seven million people face starvation. I couldn't let my family starve. Luckily, we made it into South Africa, but we almost died. You tried to explain it to someone else. I wouldn't understand you. Our journey is tattooed in our hearts. It's difficult to take it off. Some of the most incredibly wonderful minds don't fit where we think they belong. We're proud to welcome you because you're the best palettes in the world. Looking in my life and where I've come from and where I've been. Mama, I love you all. I think I actually do believe in destiny. This is where my heart is and this is where my heart will always be. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Well, I sure I'm glad that I gave people an opportunity to call up because we had two takers, um, so I'm glad we played that trailer. Uh, Eric and David, your tickets will be in the post tonight. So we've given away three. We've got a couple left. Because we've also got uh, Rosa who uh, direct messages us as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So three have gone, two are left. So there's only two tickets, two double passes left. So if you want them, then get onto that Facebook page and, and personal message us. If you do happen to follow me on uh, Rach Unscripted, you can send me a direct message there. Um, we do have another Instagram, but uh, I don't know if we look at it that much. Um, we got we got Instagram. No, no, haven't Insta- been following it. Instagram is checked, so right. yeah. If you do go through Instagram, because uh, I think that's where Rosa went through was Instagram. Oh, so, there you yeah. go. So we've got a couple of Instagrams: Rach Unscripted and the Unscripted Film Show. Yeah. Um, the Rach Unscripted is is my own, um, but yes. So find us. Do that, etc. So um, I talked briefly last week about the Jewish Film Festival because it did start yesterday and it runs until the 16th of March. Um, so the Jewish... Did I say the German? No, you said Jewish. I did say Jewish. Okay, sorry. Um, sometimes my brain is not paying attention to my mouth and sometimes my mouth doesn't pay attention to my brain, but it's fine. So the Jewish International Film Festival is on right now until the 16th of March. Um, there is 35 movies in total from 20 different countries, including features and documentaries. And I had the opportunity to see both a documentary and a um feature film. So I'm going to have a bit of a chat about both of those now. So the documentary is called Here I Am and it follows um, just this lovely lady who is 98 uh, who, um, I've just forgotten her name. How terrible is that? Um, Here I Am. It's probably not going to show me. (laughs) on YouTube, is it? Why what? would it do that? So why what? Why on earth? Anyway, I will, I will, I'll just fill the air and what try was and the, remember what, her what, name. What was the movie called again? Here I Am. Here I Am. And it's part of the Jewish uh, Jewish International Film Festival. So you should be able to find it online um, at www.gif.com.au. But anyway, um, so this lovely lady lives in South Africa and she's 98 and 
Um, she was born in 1921. So when the First World War began, um, she was basically like 18, 19, and she's Jewish. Uh, sorry, obviously she's Jewish. Um, and she's a Polish Jew. So, of course, uh, when the Nazis invaded, um, her family, which consisted of 23 uh, family members, so immediate family. She's she's one of seven. She's the youngest of seven. Um, so her brothers and sisters and um, nieces and nephews and her parents. Ella Bartholomew. Thank you. Uh, 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 not Bartholomew. Um, uh, Bluthmenthal? <laughs> no? B-L-U- Blumenthal. Blumenthal. Of course. Blumenthal. Ella Blumenthal. Yeah. That's right. Um, Much more Jewish than what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Her family, when she's 19, all, all 23 of them get taken into the Warsaw Ghetto, which um, obviously notorious, horrible place to be. And during that time, uh, most of her family get taken to, I think it's called Tribleka, Tribleka, Tribleka. Tribeca? Tribeca, no? I think um. that would have been nicer than Tribleka oh, yeah. um, because that is a... a concentration camp um, in Poland. So the majority of her family ends up there and basically she's left with herself, her niece Roma and her father and uh, the three of them end up going to one concentration camp and then get separated, her and her father get separated and then her and her niece end up going to Auschwitz. So basically this amazing woman survives the whole war um, with her niece and after this time, um, she gets, you know, married, moves to South Africa, has kids, um, all that sort of jazz, right? Mm-hmm. But she doesn't ever talk about it with her family. So, you know, when when they went into the concentration camps, of course, they all got these tattoos put on their arms with their numbers and um, for Ella, uh, was it Ella? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh, my brain. Um yeah, she she got a triangle as well, which denotes that she she was Jewish. So, um, but she when she got married, her her husband's family said, "You you don't really want to think about those times. Maybe you need to go and get it removed." So she went into the doctors and basically got it cut out. So Ooh. she's got this scar on her arm where it was removed. And because she did her best to block out and not think about these things, she never really spoke to her four children about it or her grandparent, her grandchildren about it. And for all this time, she'd been telling the kids that the big scar on her arm was from um, when a car came through a cafe window um, that she was sitting at and a piece of glass went into it. And her son actually tells the story of how solid that memory is to him that, you know, he's thought about it so much his entire life that he feels like he can imagine it happening. So um, I'm not 100% sure why um, she decided to kind of share her experience, but um, she turns 98 and basically has all of her family coming uh, from all over the world to visit her. And she tells this horrific story of her experiences and the documentary shows um, it, it's got her now and her family and um, her life in South Africa and it's also interspersed with, um, you know, file footage from 
from the war period um, of Auschwitz and everything. But it also has uh, animation because there's a lot of things that obviously she's, they're basically showing some of her experiences through animation. Um, and it's really upsetting, obviously, because it's an upsetting experience. But it, it is still a really wonderful documentary. And because Ella is such an amazing spirit um, and so full of life and happiness, I don't know how she does it. Um, but, yeah, she's she's a wonderful, wonderful woman. And her niece, Roma, is still alive as well. And I, what I love about Ella is she she's on Facebook. She's 98 and she's on Facebook. And she's commenting on people's, um, you know, there was this one, I don't know whether... <laughs> what do you call them, influencers? Yes. Who said some rubbish about how the... Basically, she's a, she was a Holocaust denier. <laughs> God, people like that annoy me. Uh, does more than annoy me. Uh. But anyway, um, so she sends her a message and, you know, to try to open the communication to tell her what her experience was like. So I just love that a person of that age is so open to social media and to experiencing... Um, the world in that way and, and conversing with Egypts like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she calls her her niece Roma on, on FaceTime. So I love that too. They're both really like into the technology. I'm like, oh, well done, ladies. <laughs> well done. So that's a wonderful documentary that's part of the Jewish International Film Festival. The other film I got to see um, was Tiger Within, which is a feature film starring um, Ed Asner, who... To be honest, I did not realise was still alive. So, um, I don't think he is actually. Oh, you know what? He might not be because I think this movie was made um, in two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, pretty sure he's uh, gone. Oh, he died last year, August 29th, at the age of ninety one. Because I think his last role was. Um, because uh, he he played um, uh, the uh, old guy in Up, he did. And yes, he also played the old guy in Up in a Dog's Life on as Dog's Life, Dog Dog Day, a uh, Dog Days on Disney Plus, and so that was his last role. Right. Um, he yeah, he was in Muppets Haunted Match. He just he worked until the day he died, basically. Um, but it blows me away about actors. It's like, you know, it's one of those jobs where it's kind of like you, you're an actor for life. Kind oh, of. yeah, yeah. Um, so this Oops. movie is uh, was made in 2020 and it's got um, Ed Asner playing an older gentleman, obviously, <laughs> um, called Samuel. And it, it is kind of based around um, a young girl who is really struggling with her home life. Um, she leaves her home or her mother in um, Ohio because basically she's kind of a horrible human being who's doesn't need to be lived with. And she moves to LA thinking she's going to live with her father, but then um, her father turns out to be not a fantastic person either. Uh, so that's no fun. Um, and she comes, she's basically sleeping kind of on the streets and uh, Ed sorry, not, well, Sam, finds her at the cemetery because he visits the cemetery every day to visit his his uh, wife who passed away a long, long time ago. And, you know, he, he sees this young girl whose um, name is Casey. She 
she's sleeping at the cemetery. So he introduces himself and um, takes her out for breakfast and um, they they strike up this kind of a grandfather, granddaughter kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. And Casey is, is like from proper hard knock life, you know. She's, she's had it very hard. Um, there's lots of swearing and lots of thinking she's ugly and and just thinking that life is there designed to just ruin her and there's no good people in in the world sort of thing because she's just had it really tough and Sam is kind of um you know really there to guide her and show her that you know yeah life can be rubbish but you know it's it can be good too so it's Sam Sam's character uh, experienced the the war and lost his children in the war as well. So he had that lost experience of not being able to. Um, he had twin girls teach his girls, you know, about life and everything. So he he takes on on Casey and and they have this beautiful kind of family friendship thing going on. So that's Tiger Within, uh, which is a feature that is. Um, playing during the Jewish Film Festival and you can go onto the website and have a look at um, all the other movies that are playing. There's movies from Germany, obviously movies from the US, which is what Tiger Within uh, was, uh, South African. Um, yeah, there's there's quite a few different countries that are represented. So go and have a look. Uh, it's certainly a lot a lot to, to see. Um, but we might take a mini break and... Yeah, be back. We shall. Did you know that Fremantle has its very own art house cinema? You'll find Luna on Essex, midway along Essex Street in the heart of Fremantle, screening an incredible variety of niche, foreign language and quality mainstream films in comfortable and intimate surrounds. It feels more like your own home movie theatre rather than a cinema. Catch up with friends for a pre-show drink in the fully licensed Alfresco area or enjoy a glass of wine and a cheese platter during the movie. Check out what's on along with details of forthcoming films, festivals and added value events at lunapalace.com.au. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So you had the opportunity to see Studio 666, which I think only has a six-day release. (laughs) So... um, is it out today for six days or was it out already for six days? No, it's out today, the uh, the 24th of February. Right. Uh, just in case people are listening uh, after the six days is up. True. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so this is your time to go and see see this film. I think I mentioned la- I mentioned this film last week, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you did or I did, but I basically said, you know, if you're a fan of the Foo Fighters and also horror, or if you're a fan of horror and also Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. it's kind of the perfect movie for you. It is. This is the, the, the Venn diagram. It's the, the, the yeah, crossover between the two. Yeah, we talked about Venn two. diagrams. That's right. I yes. remember now. Uh, and so, and Kathy did the same thing, like saying last night about, you know, being a horror fan, being a Foo Fighters fan. Yeah. Uh, but it really, it does, like, you know, if if you're a Foo Fighters fan, you're going to want to go and see this film because it's got the Foo Fighters in it. And yeah. it's like, it's not, it's unashamedly, it's a Foo Fighters movie. Yeah. Um, which is weird because there's not many, not many bands that have movies made about. There are some that you can call on, on which is like, you know, the Beatles, um, yeah. the Spice Girls, but a rock band, you know, usually it's going to be a mockumentary. Spinal, yeah. This is Spinal Tap or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, <laughs> this film um, is your classic haunted 
house film. So I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, uh, Evil Dead kind of thing, you know. Mm. Um, and it's a classic as well because it's a rock band that goes, okay, we want to go and record, but we don't want to be in a studio. We want to be you know, somewhere different kind of thing. And so the manager goes, oh, I know exactly what you need and uh, sets them up to go and record in this house. Now, this house in the 90s, uh, there was another band that went to record there and the the uh, lead singer of the band went nuts and killed all of his bandmates. Oh, that's no good. And this is the house that the Foo Fighters go and decide to record their 10th album in this house. Dave Grohl didn't do any research? He did not do any research. Uh, and so you've got, uh, you know, with the, uh, the the band, you've got obviously you know, Dave Grohl uh, and then you've got the uh, the rest of the, the Foo Fighters. And <laughs> the, poor, the poor Foo Fighters, you've got Dave uh, Grohl and the rest of the Foo Fighters. Okay, so, so... No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, it's okay. So there's uh, Pat Smear, who's on guitar, Chris Shiflett, who's on guitar, Nate Mendel, who's on bass guitar, uh, and Taylor Hawkins, who's on drums. Yeah, Taylor Hawkins is, is often the other one that people know quite well. Yeah. Um, but, okay, yeah. but let's be honest with you. Most bands, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you go, you two, uh, you, you two. It's like Bono and The Edge. Yeah. And I'm sure there's other people there as there well. There is, but we don't, yeah, we get you. Yeah, it's, it's okay. ACDC, Bon Scott, he's been dead for years, you know? <laughs> People still think Bon Scott and they go Angus Young and the other ones. So, you know. It's, do, it's, do they all the other, because I'm looking at the cast, are they all playing themselves? Because they don't seem to have like character names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all playing themselves. But you do have actual you know, actors in there as well. Uh, you got Whitney Cummings. I believe she's a comedian. Uh, she is. Yeah. Very, very funny comedian. Will Forte. Wolf, again, comedian. Uh, you Jeff, got Jeff Garland. Garland Jeff comedian. Garland, he's known for the Goldbergs. Um, and uh, oh, see, I was going to say Daddy Daycare, but anyway, yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is kind of. But it, this is brilliant. This this film, it, like obviously, not brilliant if you don't like horror. So if you don't like horror, this is not the film for you. If you do like horror, this is the film for you. If you like horror from the eighties with like you know the kind of bad special effects, you know, like the the blood bags, like mm. practical special effects, there is some awesome kills in this film like really just and, and it's like it's not like it's realistic as well mm. it is literally blood bag like you know that that kind of stuff is there breaking the fourth wall a little bit or just because you were saying it plays a bit tongue-in-cheek the whole film is is kind of like breaking the fourth wall. there's no you know knowing looks to camera or anything yeah, like yeah. that but the Foo Fighters are not actors. No. So when there is an actor on screen with them, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, clearly these guys aren't actors. <laughs> um, but it's, oh, still, it's still freaking enjoyable. It's like um, it really harkened back to like early Sam Raimi work, mm. uh, you know, it, uh, Army of Darkness, uh, even, even Evil Dead, like Evil Dead 2, like before the Army of Darkness kind of thing. Um, it just had that real old school kind of feel to it. And yeah. I, I know Dave Grohl obviously grew up with these kind of films and that's why he, he just passionately wanted to do this project. Um, I love the way you said passionately then it almost sounded like you wanted to say passionately kissed yes no, he, he wanted was just, to passionately <laughs> kiss the filmmaker <laughs> yes but the, the whole whole thing was like the, he just wanted to birth this into the world and, 
And the fact that you know Dave Grohl is this overly creative person uh, who you know he went from being the drummer in Nirvana to being the frontman in the mm. Foo Fighters. You know he's like a really versatile you know uh, musician, but now he's like you know getting into doing other things as well. Honestly, he's just the best. So it's based on a story he made up himself. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's got screenwriters to, yeah. to give him a bit had of finessing it. And you know, always like evil and stuff has been like, you know, connected to, to rock and that, that sort of <laughs> thing. Maybe more hard rock and not the mm-hmm. Seattle rock that he is, but still like, you know, uh, you know, rock and, and Satan, you know, you know, big big things. Um <laughs> you, you, I just I just thought the horns. You did, yeah. Yep, yep. Um but yeah, it, it's so this is great. Like I just you know, I mean, obviously, I uh, know the, who the Foo Fighters are. I know who Dave Grohl is, but I'm not intimate with um, their, with their and music. About I haven't them. haven't watched lots of interviews or anything like that. But I enjoyed the heck out of this film, and it was just, as I said, you know, a, a horror film is its kills. It's 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 scary kind of stuff. And this it didn't have as many jump scares and stuff like that in there as I thought because it's very it's horror comedy. It's yeah. it's, it's horror. The, the best horror. It's horror comedy. Yeah. You can't have horror without a bit of comedy. Yeah. So uh, this was great. Uh, you know, if you can get out there to a cinema uh, during this six-day period, mm. go and see it there, enjoy it with other Foo Fighter fans, enjoy it with other horror fans, but it's going to be streaming and it'll probably be like one of those things that finds its audience on streaming yeah. and hopefully on physical media, God willing. I'm hoping physical media hasn't died completely yet. Yeah. Because um, that's where all the special stuff will be. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I am. I am going to give uh, Studio Six 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 four and a half drum. Is it symbols? No, high tops. The 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 symbol things are called high tops. I believe. I'm going to give it. I thought that was a kind of shoe. Yeah, I give it four and a half of those because okay. that uh, is used very inventively in this film. So. Um, I imagine if there is like Blu-ray releases that it will have a whole bunch of stuff. But you were saying off air before that they're kind of going the way of the dodos. Yeah, well, it's actually the interesting thing because I saw Cyrano, which I didn't realise was going to be a musical. Mm. I went and saw a movie about a band and I expected it was going to be a lot of music in it. (laughs) But the whole thing is about them doing one song. So, so do you you don't hear any music or just one song? You or? hear the one song. You hear like a band trying to put together a their tenth album, right? And that tenth album becomes one song, right? So, but yeah, it's it's very very interesting. But yeah, we we were talking about like physical media and uh, yeah. and, and and that sort of thing because you know me, I and I think a lot of people are film fans. When you love a film, you want to consume more of it. So yeah. you want to get your a Blu-ray um, and you want to get it with special features on there, a feature out of the making of it. If there was like great commentary. costumes, commentary, commentary. Do they even do that anymore? That was the best thing about DVDs. Commentary uh, was commentary. Rocks. It's kind of like you watch a film and like something happens, you go, I wonder what the filmmaker was thinking when they did that. Yeah, yeah. Or like you could, yeah, just funny ones where they're laughing the whole time. Um, so I got an email to say that the Spider Man No Way Home is um, going to be out on Blu ray. And DVD, obviously, April the thirteenth. I can't believe DVDs even still exist. But there's a ton of extras on the on the Blu-ray and and 4K Ultra, like you know bloopers and gag reels and alternate reality Easter eggs. Um, 
featurettes and like just the whole bag. This all right. Oh God, why is, does Siri always want to talk to me when I'm on air? Um, so heaps of stuff. And this is the thing: if you if you do love movies, where else are you going to find all of that stuff other other than like searching YouTube and watching things on there? Whitney, Cummings, Whitney Cummings was the one that did the the uh, the stand up special with the the sex doll that was made to look like her. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty, pretty darn I sure. I don't know that I've seen that. Yeah. I actually, I know I haven't seen it because I would remember. It is. It's a. Uh, it's Whitney Cummings' Can I Touch It? It <laughs> is a Netflix special where um, she makes a, a sex doll of herself. She is an incredibly, incredibly funny comedian. Yeah. So uh, she's been in heaps of stuff, obviously. So yeah, check out Whitney Cummings. Uh, uh, Can I touch it? Really interesting stand-up special. Sorry, I I I I diversed. Uh, sorry, I, 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 I tangented there, so yeah. I apologise. That's okay, because um, we've got to take a, a another mini break if if we're done here. You want to hear an interesting? Act- but you, no, you were talking about the the Blu-ray and the, the oh, special yeah. features. So I did. Get, you finished it. Well, I didn't want to tell them every single thing. There's a ho- there's a heap on it. So, but that's good. That's you know? that, that's things. If you like a film, you get to see the extra things, which is fantastic. And I'm just worried that that might go away. But I think it might not go away as much as it might evolve. Mm, and it's going to have to. Yeah. And so instead of like them making you know thousands and thousands and thousands of these things, they'll make you know maybe 5,000 of them and there'll be special editions and it'll be for collectors. Yes. That's why I think it, it may go. But they're going to be you – know, you're not going to be getting your 30-buck Blu-rays. No, they're going to be, be like you know, $100, $200 Blu-rays. Far I think. out. No way. But the thing is like, at the moment where, where Blu-rays were before, I would kind of just get everything. And like, well, not everything, but you know, I get a lot of things. Yeah. And now it's kind of like I only get the things I just really love. And so, if they gave me a mega, awesome Spider-Man No Way Home thing, and it was a hundred bucks, if it was like good value in there, I, I would I would get that because I'm not spending a hundred dollars on mm. ten other Blu-rays. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So it's the commentary that I think I miss the most. Mm, mm. Because that was always the good stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm. But that, that again, I mean, streaming could do that because they need yes. they need eyes on their, their thing. And if it means that somebody's watching the same movie twice, then throw the commentary on there. It doesn't cost you any – well, it probably costs you a little bit to get the director in there to just yak about his film. Yeah. But I'm sure most directors would love to talk about their films. There might even become like a – uh, an additional fee where you pay like an extra five dollars to don't, get. Don't tell them how to charge us more. I don't know <laughs> to get like extra commentaries. I don't know. Anyway, it's a th- it's a thought. We'll be back in a sec. <laughs> You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So, um, in the last, I, I like that guy's voice. <laughs> Very sexy. <laughs> Very sexy. But, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you might not hear it. Oh, that's a good point. That, that just makes no sense at all. Because it's a sweeper. Yeah, I just said that you're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Uh, you're on, listening to Unscripted, yeah. the film show. Oh, do you want me to do it with the voice? Yeah, go on, do it. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, <laughs> so in the last three days, I have binged watched. Binged watched? That doesn't yeah, seem like... Yeah, binged it. I binged it. binged it. My English, uh, I don't think those words are right words. Anyway, um, I watched all of the episodes, all nine episodes of Inventing Anna, which is on Netflix and it's a TV miniseries, obviously. Um, 
and all the episodes are about an hour long, so it's an, a proper commitment, really, when you think about it. Oh. That's that's a large commitment. Um, so I don't know if you remember, but um, about 2017 there was news of a young lass called Anna Delphi in New York who was um, going around the the glitterati of and the people with money mm-hmm. and, um, and saying she was a German heiress. And she swindled um, people's money and be like, oh, yeah, my, my dad will send the money. Um, I'll wire it to you. So she's she, because she's hanging out with all these people who've got heaps of money because people want to hang out with her because she's a German heiress, she ends up just like riding on everybody else's coattails because somebody else will always pick up the bill. Um, I don't know where she... But she does have some money at some point because she's staying at these really fancy hotels which she's not paying for, but she is tipping people like 100 bucks, like you know, to start off with. So I don't really know exactly where she gets some of that money to start off with, but her whole plan is to open up something called the Anadelphi Foundation, which is a combination of like an art gallery and like an entertainment hotspot with restaurants and very for the very, very rich and well-off um, people of New York. So there's something called the Soho Club um, and she's kind of wanting to do a version of that. But to do that, she needs to get a um, $4 million loan or a $40 million loan. I think $40 million it is. So... To do this, obviously, she's saying she's a she's an heiress and she's got to fake all these documents and everything. Do you remember this story at all? No, not a bit of it. Okay, so um, she finally gets arrested. Um, so this TV show follows the journalist who is a, a version of the original journalist because it was there was a, a story uh, I think with the New York Times. Um, and it was a huge, huge st- story that went completely viral about this um, German heiress. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anna Klumsky uh, plays Vivian Kent, who is the journalist in this TV series. So um, it's not, f- it's from Shonda Rhimes. So it's part of, you know, Bridgerton and I think Scandal as well. Um, so it does say at the start of every episode, this TV series is completely based on real events apart from the stuff that's made up um, because they've there's some characters that are kind of an amalgam of other characters. Mm. Um, the character of Vivian Kent is not exactly like, and the environment she works in is not how um, the original journalist experienced that, that time period, although... Um, she was pregnant at the time and Anna Klumsky is also, well, her character Vivian Kent is also pregnant in this. Um, so she goes and gets these meetings with Anna Delphi who is at Riker's um, Island prison mm. awaiting her trial and she's played by Julia Garner who is from Ozark and um, she has this really odd accent and I have watched the, um, like, interviews with the original Anna Delphi, whose real name is Anna Sorokin, um, and it's because she was born in Russia and then moved to Germany, she has this very 
odd accent. She's a horrible human being. Like the, she's just, I just want to wring her neck the whole time. But it's a really, really interesting TV series and it kind of sickens me that she's out of jail already and it appears like she's still making some form of money um, just by being herself and being the famous, you know, person who swindled all these people in New York. So she's making money out of her crime basically Mm. um, to the extent that the Netflix program she's making money from that because it was like a contract she signed with um, Shondaland Productions. See, that's the thing. I don't don't think people should be able to make money... I know. ...after the fact for their crimes. I thought it was against the law, but it might be... There might be some kind of leeway because she's not an American citizen. But this is in America, though, so... She... Yeah, I don't don't know. But anyway, she's... A piece of poo. I don't like her, but it's a brilliant TV show. Um, you've got Adrian, um, oh sorry, Arian uh, Moyad playing her, her defence lawyer Todd, and he's just he's bloody marvellous. I would watch another nine episodes just of him. He was very entertaining. Um, so if you're into that, it's kind of a true crime sort of heist, you know. Uh, sex in the city, <laughs> like just all meshed into one. Um, but she is a horrible human to being to watch, but it's still entertaining. It's on Netflix, so. Excellent. Yeah. Now, now quick, Peacemaker. Quickly, uh, before Peace we... Peacekeeper. Peacemaker. 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 Before we end the show, uh, Peacemaker's on Binge. It is absolutely awesome. Rachel has not seen this show. Now, yeah. it's based on the Peacemaker character from the Suicide Squad, James Gunn film from last year. Because uh, you walked in and you said, have you seen Peacemaker? And I said, what's Peacemaker? Yes. And you were disappointed. Yeah. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to keep talking about it. Right. I'm going to pass over my iPad to Rachel and she's going to play the Peacemaker uh, intro so she can watch that uh, while I talk about it. So, so hang on. Am I playing it so that people can no, hear it? No, they will hear it because you're, you're going to be playing it through but, my iPad. But you're going to be talking. I'm going to be talking over it. Okay. So, yeah. I think I get it. Okay. Cool. Because I just want your, your reactions. My to, feedback? Yeah. Just press play there. Okay. So, so Rachel's now watching the the intro to Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what is going on? as you can tell, uh, it does elicit a certain response from people. So it's uh, yeah, let it out, let it out. Don't hold it in. Don't hold back. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Why though? So, as a peacemaker, uh, James Gunn decided that he would have he would create a opening sequence that people just wouldn't skip past to get to the show, <laughs> and it is it, it just it is so beautiful um, in the, in the way that it's put together. It's got a great song, like because I think intros these days. <laughs> That. <laughs> Sorry. I think. I what think... is it doing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be this funny. Yeah. So I, I think I think like uh, what what you're getting from this is like you know if this is how good the intro oh is, my gosh. the actual show is amazing because John Cena is the lead actor in this this show and he is like really good with comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Godfather. Oh, 
So it was, uh, yeah, it's... I snorted, so you know it's good. Yeah, and so, yeah, Peace, <sighs> Peacemaker is uh, on binge. It's an eight-episode series. All of it is now on binge. So if you want to go and literally binge it, you can. Um, yeah, John Cena's reprising his role from the Suicide Squad. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's fantastic. There's there's other DC characters in there. Um, <sighs> you might find some cameos from DC characters in, in one of the episodes, I possibly. Cried. Um, but yeah, that intro, every episode you watch, you will not skip past it because you were just like, just be, you're, you're enthralled. It's pretty glorious, people. Yeah. Go and check it out. We yeah. got to go. <laughs> um, Quizzy's here. He's ready to take over the panel. So we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.